everybody, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Holly Black. And I'm Abby Barkley. And today we are going to be talking about the Bronx Masquerade, a book that we are reading for our ELA class. First off, we are going to discuss things that have happened in the book so far and things that we like about how the book is written and some of the characters, conflict, plot, etc. So, Abby, what do you like most about the book? I really enjoy how they take multiple characters and there are at least two perspectives on these characters. And it just gives you more of an inside view on how they're seen and what they think of themselves so like although it's written in first person rather than it being more you can get two biases about a certain situation and you get more of a full landscape of how the world is and stuff yeah because you know sometimes when people think of themselves they think less of themselves than other people see them and then vice versa people see some people as like you can't get the whole story exactly um i really like how it's written in a way that transitions between poetry and prose Mm. because i don't think i've really ever read a book that does it quite like this one does and it serves as a good like way to communicate because i feel like you can pick up on certain things within the poetry that you can't really pick up on in the writing. Yeah. Because, like, they'll write certain things that sort of hint towards other things. And even though they touch on them in their little prose sections, you can get so much more from the poetry. Yeah, because poetry is more like the deep feelings that you can't really put in your normal writing, I feel. Yeah, and then you can also get, like, the... Um, you can get the other info from the prose because it gives you like a bit more background info that you wouldn't get if this was just a book of poetry. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know the whole story necessarily. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Uh, no. Um, so I feel like it's interesting how all the characters So now we are going to continue what we were discussing earlier about like which characters we feel like we sort of relate to, what we think of them, what time period this is possibly set in, things to that effect. So yeah, um, I really, I don't know, I feel like this is more modern day, like. Personally, I feel like it's set during some time in the 1900s, just based on how much, like, bias they seem to think. And, you know, it mentions at many points in the book about how, like, African Americans and, like, people of white skin color like aren't really meshing well so i feel like it was a time period like after segregation ended but also before people had gotten used to the idea 
Yeah, I do see that, but at the same time, I feel like even now, there's still this amount of bias, and it could be just as well modern day as it is then, just because there really is so much alive. So, based on what we've read so far, I feel like all of the characters are very relatable in their own ways like they all they all have their own things that they want to strive for but they're not sure they can achieve them like they're limiting themselves yeah or they have something that they hide like secret pleasures that aren't bad they just feel like people would see them differently and they're always and judge them yeah and they feel kind of like feel like Insecure. all of them yeah exactly so i feel like I feel like they would. Now we are going to discuss um, some of Tyrone's character traits, what we think about him, some evidence to support why we think that about him. So, Abby, what's your personal opinion about Tyrone? Um. I think he's really pessimistic about his future in the beginning of the story. He's just really, I don't know, he has, he doesn't really have any expectations for himself. He just. Yeah. I, I feel like because of the way, like, his surroundings are, you know, how they say, like, your environment affects how you behave and all that. I feel like it has made him kind of sort of not believe that he can be anything like great or do what he wants you know just because of the way things are and the things that has and the way that his life has been up till now yeah um so what do you think would be some good evidence to support his sort of pessimistic vibe that we get at the beginning of the book one time he says, these white folk talk about some future, telling me I need to be planning for some future like I got one. And that really, you could just tell it's like. He doesn't you know, believe. Yeah, he's just like, he just is good. In a, he's fine with just being pulled through life and like, just. Just kind of going on with the monotony of it. Yeah, and just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, probably 50 times. Yeah. So I feel like, though, as the book goes on, he gets a new perspective from the poems and stuff that are being read within the classroom. And I feel like it sort of opens his eyes to, like, hey, um, you know, everybody else has, like, a bunch of different thoughts, and they're all different, and they're all aspiring to be something, and so that means that you can be something, too. You know, you don't have to limit yourself. Yeah, or everyone wants something, you know, and I feel like maybe he, he does want things, but just not, he doesn't really have goals. He doesn't have the drive to do it. Yeah, he just wants, he doesn't. Yeah. Do, I guess. And I feel like some good evidence to be whenever his eyes sort of get a glimpse of maybe what he could do is 
like actually close to the very beginning of the book where it's like um after all it's one thing i could see myself doing if there really was a future and i'm thinking that maybe there could be if i wanted it bad enough all of a sudden i realize i do so i feel like that's kind of a bit of a turning point even though it's very early on in the book to yeah, show kind of like a major aha moment like showing how the poetry changes all of their perspectives yeah i feel like even if it's just like super duper early and it's not necessarily any real like action or anything it's just like he realizes something like something changes yeah rather than how you know from reading the beginning of the book you think that it'll just be the same kind of thing where people talk about their problems and then tyrone kind of comments on them but it, it kind of changes a bit going to what they want yeah and as we've moved further into the book i've noticed that he continues to become a bit more optimistic with every like poem that he hears even if it's something like small he's making comments that are like a bit less by the cover you know and actually understanding what these other people are saying yeah i feel like also he kind of aspires to be like kind of a poet he really he really thinks highly of his poetry and his kind of skill with that so yeah. he, well he wants to be a rapper which is yeah or yeah kind of the same thing and when they when he hears other people's poetry with some of the people he's like man i didn't know that, that was happening and with other people he's like ah that was terrible they need to learn how to do this or yeah. learn how to do that like he's self-confidence that he's like really good you know yeah like he's like kind of thinking in his head what they can improve on but at the same time he's not just like pushing them down and be like oh they'll never be better he's like actually under starting to understand that hey people can get better at things if they really want to and they can do things if they really want to people aren't yeah. stuck in one category yeah he um I just feel like the poetry opens his eyes because people usually put the deepest stuff in poetry. And yeah. And I feel like the prose does a really good job of sort of explaining what happens in the po in the poetry because if not you wouldn't get some of the points I feel like. Yeah. Cuz it was just a book of poetry then you wouldn't really get any backstory on character if it was just a book of prose then you would just kind of get the surface stuff on the character and you wouldn't really get to with poetry it's kind of like you can feel their feelings because it's so yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think we're done with that part so yep. this is hallie black Abby barkley signing off on our podcast about the bronx mass grave we hope you enjoyed and thanks for listening.